To urgent care, um, Mitra sort of spoiled the game. I am Joel. She said, "Hi, Joel." Before I even got the name of the podcast out, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. This is urgent care. I am Joel. Um, I am Joel. That that is Mitra. I'm sorry, my co-host. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm starting sorry. off. Starting off with a little bit of tension. Um, We're doing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All the tension is coming straight from you because I was just so excited to see you again. I know. I know, I know, I know. Listen, guys, this is a podcast, okay? <laughs> it's an, an advice podcast. That's all you need to know. And what else you need to know is that I, like I do many days, decided to take all of my medications with a cold brew today. So I'm absolutely <sighs> vibrating with anxiety. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. It is perfect. It is perfect. So I feel crazy. <laughs> well, I hope that uh, after this, you can really sit alone in the room you're in and just think about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really the perfect place to be in alone in a, ci- a city where I don't really know anybody. Uh, where are you again? I'm in, are you in, I'm in Nashville there? right now. I'm in Nashville. Um, That's at least a cool city where there's like fun stuff to do and... Sure. Around and you're also there on a weekend, and I feel like it is it is a bachelorette season. Here. Oh my god, there so. are so many bachelorettes, so many. Yeah, I you know normally when you go to a bachelorette party, like when you roll into a bar or something, someone will like probably get someone like at least be excited for you, and often buy like the bride a shot or something. There, every other group in every bar we went to was a bachelorette party. <laughs> Which I loved. I had a really good time. Yeah. I'm missing a bachelorette party right now. Oh my God, to record the pod? Just specifically to record the pod. No, because I have to go, I have to work next early next week, so I, I couldn't go because it was in Florida. But it's for my friend uh, Bree who listens to the pod. So um, we celebrate you. I love you. I wish I was there. <laughs> Um, Joel, can I ask? Sure. How are you? You know what? I'm doing okay. As previously mentioned, I did take all of my medications with my cold brew. Right. Um, but so grain of salt going into whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever also, happens. I got it. Mitra, when I tell you, I got it. I got it. Got what? The gay cold. The oh gay cold that has been going around New York fucker. City. You little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I got the gay cold. Um, and, and it is so funny that we have, as a community, have decided to pathologize this cold as having something to do with being gay and have nothing to do with partying for five weeks straight and making out with a hundred boys um, oh and doing all the <laughs> um, Nothing <laughs> to do with all of that and not sleeping. Um, no, it's God's punishment. It's the no, gay it's, cold. It's the gay cold. Um, so I have it. Um, I feel really like connected to the New York gay community now in a big way. I'm I'm back, baby. Um, <laughs> I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, 
I got it. I'm sure I'm almost positive. I got it on Fire Island over uh, uh, Fourth of July weekend, which shout out once again to every chef that came up to me when my eyes were fully dilated at a pool party and said, <laughs> and, and actually God bless the chefs who were like, I would love to take a picture with you right now, but I can't because of the way you look. Um, so <laughs> that's really good that I love yeah, that. Really great. Really, really fantastic. Um, that's a friend. It is a good, it's a good, it's a good, they were responsible chefs. Um, cause sometimes people, I have to tell that too. I have to say no to, because I'm like, look at me. This is not going anywhere <laughs> online. Um, but <laughs> those chefs knew. And I think we've cultivated a really responsible fan base. So I appreciate that about them. Um, I'm in Nashville right now. Um, and, uh, chefs came out last night. Mm-hmm. We have chefs every, there are chefs everywhere. It's crazy. That's so cool. That's really cool. Oh, wait. And then, um, you have a bunch of shows in New York. Do you have any other shows coming up you want to talk about or? No, I think every show in New York is basically sold out. Um, Great. they are releasing more tickets like the Monday before the Wednesday of my shows. But like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much, I'm in New York and then I start shooting the movie and then, you know, my life is over. <laughs> Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. <laughs> You're always picking up what I'm putting down, and I love that about you. Um, well, I'm glad the shows are going well. I'm glad you're in a yeah. city. Oh, and you know who? You know who else came to a show last week? Who? And who I met for the very first time in person? Who? Producer Chelsea. Oh yes, that's. I, I can't know. believe we haven't met Chelsea. A tiny sliver of a girl, I'll say. <laughs> Just the smallest little. The smallest little pea in a pod. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't describe. And that's what's so jarring is like we've spent so much time with Chelsea, and yet I would never, I, I, di- I just didn't know she was a tiny little sliver of a girl. And isn't that the no. craziest feeling in the world? <laughs> it is. It is. I thought she was six foot six. <laughs> well, that's because that's the she energy commands, she gets off over Zoom. Yeah, she, she commands so much respect. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Every Mitra. time she comes up with a good name, she grows two inches in my book. <laughs> uh, Mitra, how the hell are you? Um, I'm good. Uh, I'm feeling like more settled in LA. Um, I have friends staying with me, which feels very like human and normal, which is so nice. And like, I had a Fourth of July party, which felt really <gasps> great. Oh, I'm sad I missed it. I know we we like it's the first time we've had people over to our backyard, which was like like a group of people over, which was so nice. I also met a chef. I met Fly In Girl Osario, which <gasps> was incredible. So Huge. within within our community, it was someone I hadn't met before, but I was like, wow, this feels, we always talk about how friends don't listen to the podcast, but then here we go. Someone in, in my own home was listening to the podcast. Wow. So that is, that rocks my world. I, I know nothing has ever shocked me more than being like, wait, but, but like you're here. Like I know you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and other than that, um, I'm going to Ohio, which I'm really excited about to go see family. So it's very cool. Yeah, I feel really pretty good. I feel overworked and imbalanced, but overall pretty happy. So all good things to report. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome. And I'm going to see you so soon. In I know. 
in New York City um, in August. Oh my God, somebody, never mind, I'll tell you off pod. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be an episode of Urgent Care if we didn't reveal that I had a secret for you. Um, yes. But uh, okay. yeah, okay. Um, what wow. should we, we should get to these cup dates. We should Let's get to get these to the cup, cup dates. Date. They're both sort of, they're both for the same caller. Um, okay. They're both for uh, the B in apartment 9D. Mm-hmm. Um, and this and, is the person whose doorman was not respecting their gender identity. Um, yes. They wanted suggestions on how to make that happen. Um, so let's play this first call. Uh, hello, Chelsea. Um, I, I can't pick one of you, so... Um, uh, so I have that was mostly Mitra, but okay. For what gender reveal cake? Gender gender reveal cake or something? The the person who needed to tell their doorman uh, what their gender was. Um, I can't remember the other person's name, but she called in and didn't want to sell gender reveal cakes. Um, my idea is actually that you commission this woman to do a gender reveal cake um, and you give it to your doorman and you make him cut it and reveal your gender to him. That way you can also support a small business and do a gender reveal cake um, the right way. Also for the other caller, I vote that she only does gender reveal cakes for trans uh, people. Um, thank you so much. Have a great day, you lovelies. Wow. You know, I really love this idea because it just, it sort of knits together the sort of the urgent care cinematic universe, you know, know. like it really, like it's the first time we've ever had a suggestion where like two different callers can sort of solve each other's problems. Um, and I love that. I love the meaning of our, um, Batman versus Superman. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Where yes. they're in the same movie together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> is, that, is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sort of makes sense. Yeah. Ant-Man and Wasp together. I, Two I together. Mean, <laughs> it's more akin to like a post credit scene when like you're shocked. You're shocked that like, like what is Dr. Strange talking to Thor about? You know? Um, okay. Okay. I knew you would have something better, but I just wanted to get the conversation flowing. <laughs> 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 um so we have oh my god wow joel really does yeah. have the gay cold yeah <laughs> um and then we have one more suggestion for the b in apartment 90 and this is an email and i guess i'll read it okay assuming the doorman fields their packages have someone mail her a package with the outside of it flashily decorated with everything that she doesn't want to say to him then don't pick it up for a really long time the doorman will inevitably get bored and investigate the package several times if you leave it long enough then when she finally picks it up only have a few quick comments at most preferably none though it should be enough to settle the issue now i wasn't sure if this even made sense but i i i felt the need to include it um because it was so short. There was like no preamble. Just jumped right into uh, the issue, <laughs> and it was such a bizarre idea that I really appreciated it. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I think it also similarly kind of captures the spirit of the, the podcast in a different way, which this is so passive aggressive, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> which I think this person is entitled to at this point. But this, it's it's passive aggressive in the loudest way possible, which I think is so lovely. It accomplishes so much. But it and also so little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, also, it, also, it also literally might not work, but... It has the potential to blow this person's mind wide open without you having to utter one word, but also has has a much higher likelihood of, of failing, <laughs> I think. But risk, reward, up to you. Yeah. Do you want to talk? Do you want to have another conversation or do you want to just put it on a box? Or do you want to work really hard on a, 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 an amazingly decorated box that... <laughs> <laughs> might might not work. Um, well, ideally, a friend would make the box for them, so they don't have to do any of that labor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that also sort of connects into our third sort of urgent care motif, which is working it out through crafts. You know, <laughs> yeah, have working you, it out. Have through you crafts. considered expressing yourself artistically about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, that's our cup dates. Um, we got so Wait, many- and I did want to say really quickly, uh, we, I didn't address it um, last week because um, we were on such a, a weird recording schedule. But I have to say thank you so much to everybody who's reached out um, about Gandalf the They and my mental breakdowns <laughs> that I had in that episode. Um, I, I really appreciate everybody. Uh, I got a lot of DMs about it. I got a lot of tweets about it. I got a, we got a lot of emails about it. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad that it, it struck a chord with you guys and I'm glad that you guys could relate and I'm glad that I did not cry on the podcast in vain. Um, <laughs> and that it meant something to all of you. Um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I'm in a moment in my life of transformation and it really is like uncomfortable, but fun and great. And, um, I think it's it's good. And so thank you so much to everybody for your kind words. And I, I read all the emails and I read all of your sort of, you know, um, not, not everybody had like prescriptive suggestions for me or anything like that, but everybody who sort of saw themselves in that um, breakdown, you know, I'm glad I could be a mirror for you <laughs> and your experiences. Um, and I'm doing fine. I really am. Well, it's an honor to be on the journey with you. I love you. Yay. <laughs> and I love you. It's um, inspiring. Okay. The openness is inspiring. Enough. Fuck Enough. You. Fuck you, I'm whore. never fucking crying on this podcast again. Well, You'll fuck never you, whore. See- fuck whore. you, bitch. Fuck whore you, bitch. bitch. Oh, take your whore gay bitch. cold to the break. How about that? You are so <laughs> jealous. You are so jealous of me. <laughs> what am I jealous of? The cold? The cold you have? The cold yeah. you have? <laughs> You're jealous that I got a fun cold from being too fun. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you could never you could never get a cold like this from the things that I did to my body. Oh, I was so sick all through college. You had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking sick from the choices I made. <laughs> you had no idea. You didn't know me then, Joel. <laughs> I believe it. All right. Let's go to a break. And when we come back, we'll dive in with your calls and emails. And we are back. Um, and we've got some fun ones this week. I'm really excited, um, especially for this first one. I think this is actually one that I thought Mitra would like this one. Wow. And we famously do a really bad job of figuring out what the other people like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Chelsea, play that call. 
Okay, hi, Joel and Mitra. Um, so my question is about a guy who lives on the balcony from, in the building across from mine. Um, and <laughs> so I've been spending a lot of time on my balcony, and so has he. And we have not spoken. He's pretty far away. Uh, he's, like, close enough that I can tell he's always shirtless, always. Um, except for when it's cold, I can tell if it's getting cold because he'll wear a shirt. Anyways, uh, so, like, I don't know if he's hot. Obviously, I would never use, like, a camera. Um, that's where I draw the line. I think that's really creepy. Uh, so should I? Uh, I think, I don't know. I think you might have a connection, and I feel like it would be a really cute, neat, cute. <laughs> should I wave at him? Even though there are other balconies, and he may not realize that I am waving at him. He may think I'm waving at other balconies. Um... <laughs> I welcome all your unhinged advice, uh, and I'm yeah. Okay, thank you. Bye. I love it. I obviously love I, it. Yeah, I knew you would. I knew you would. I knew from the tone of her voice, her cute little voice, uh, the situation, um, just like the, the camera, type of the line about the, the camera. camera, the line about the camera is amazing. Um, That's amazing. That's I actually think she line. should bust out the camera. Absolutely, bust out the should. camera. Make sure you're not woman in your the time. window. Yeah. Woman okay. We we have to we have to name her. Um, okay. So, um, Amy Adams. Woman in the window. window. Have you yeah. watched it? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> okay. I but like, should I watch it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I haven't like talked to anyone who's watched it because I've been like, I don't know if I can commit because it seems like it would be like something that would be like heartbreakingly bad or no. really really fun. Like it's really like fun. hillbilly elegy mode. Like yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like hillbilly Very elegy. I'm, I'm not gonna watch. Um. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, so, Woman in the Window, Amy Adams. Um, um, oh, there's the Romeo and Juliet balconies. Oh, um, Romy, Romy, Ho, and Screwliet. <laughs> yeah, Romy, Ho, and Screwliet. There we go. <laughs> cool. Great. Um, okay. So, first of all, I think you definitely should sneak a picture um, because he's just like out in the in public, and like obviously we know that it's not the most like wonderful thing to do, but. I feel like all of like all of my suggestions I came to will require a great deal of effort. So mm -hmm. you should know if it's worth it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Absolutely. And just take a fucking picture. Um, or I, I mean I don't know. It just that like, to me I'm just like take the picture, zoom in, see how you feel, and then delete it. No matter what, just delete it. Um, then you can feel like it's not that bad. <laughs> well, you can. You know what you should do is mentally justify it by being like you know, this building has always looked so beautiful to me and I wish I just had a photo of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I'm not going to live probably in this building forever. So I'm going to want to build a picture of the beautiful building. Oh, accidentally I zoomed in and I can't be held accountable for that. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's how you just There's that. I think the answer is very clear. Okay. I think the suggestion is very clear, and I think that this is something that could make her potentially go viral on TikTok. And I think the answer is she makes a banner and you hangs it off this. She makes a flag, a banner of some sort, uh, gigantic letters that says, hey, you up? <laughs> I mean, I've literally seen this on TikTok is people doing like during the pandemic, people would like put up banners for each other to hook up and be horny. And I love it. And that. it works. And it works. It's so fun. Like, because you haven't seen a, you haven't seen a girl out there on that balcony with him. So, yeah. you know, I think you should start going out on when you see he's out in, in on the balcony without his shirt on, you go out without your shirt on. 
<laughs> tits out. My pitch was tits out, be, babe. My pitch was going to be uh, the string bikini bend over mode. So we're on the same. Yeah. <laughs> bend and snap, bitch. Bend and snap, bitch. You have to perform for him because he is performing for you. He's going out there shirtless every single day on his little balcony. What's he doing out there? He's trying to find you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's no other answer. Do you ever just would you ever just stand on a just stand on the balcony every day? No. I mean <laughs> No. Maybe. Maybe. No. 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 It sounds no. like something I would do. No. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. That would be crazy. But but wouldn't you be okay, here's the thing. Yes, stand on the balcony, but wouldn't you be hoping that that would lead to sex? Like wouldn't that just be sort of the dream if you're going out there shirtless every day? Literally, that is the super objective of my entire life. There's not a thing I do in this life that doesn't, I hope, lead to sex. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I step out the door in the morning. Every decision is leading to sex at some point. Um, so, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, I also think maybe just, like, get a laser pointer and Blind sort him. of, like, blind <laughs> Just, that's a fun meet cute. Like, how did you how did you go blind in one eye? The girl across the street from me. Oh, you mean had a little like laser my point. wife? <laughs> <laughs> just sort of like circle, just circle him. Don't blind him. But like, really, that's a good way. Sparklers set fireworks off from your balcony. I think like a really cute like twinkly light display. Mm. Um, yeah, I think get one um, of those. Get one of those big, like, custom-made neon light-up signs and oh hang God. it off your balcony that says, I'm wide open for you, babe. <laughs> gaping, gaping for you. <laughs> gaping for you. <laughs> Doors open, gaping for you. <laughs> yeah. Doors unlocked, ass up, waiting for you. Big <laughs> neon only letters. cost, like, $42,000. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do that. You know, you should do is you should do a huge GoFundMe for the neon sign. Yeah, (laughs) the community will certainly rally together. (laughs) But I think it's really fun, and you should definitely do it. And obviously, I did love this call. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good luck. One last thing is maybe like um, you you uh like you shoot one of those like strings across like in the spy movies and it like loops around his balcony and then you send a little note across the street. <laughs> yeah. So think I mean, it. yeah, find, find a Gatling gun. Um, that should be cheaper than a neon sign. Certainly. A little um, nerf dart with a condom attached to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <gasps> I love it. Or get a real gun. Oh yeah. Crossbow. Get a crossbow. <laughs> That'll get his attention. That'll, uh, you know what? You know what every guy wants in a woman? Crossbow. <laughs> you shoot the crossbow, and then you're in a bikini on the other side of the crossbow, and you go, need you look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Gonna, so funny. It's too uh, stupid. Uh, okay, we, we, we have... We have to move on because we could talk about this forever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, now the crossbows in the picture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Romeo and Scrooliet. Um, good luck to you. Please update us. Please, please update us if anything happens, if there's any movement at all. 
if you specifically get a crossbow. <laughs> Got your attention, didn't I? okay we have an email i'll read it okay hi meacher and joel love you both and your (laughs) podcast okay and your podcast has been the highlight of my week in this dreary time i'm a 29 year old gay man from vancouver i use male pronouns but i'm not super attached to any of them i'm very excited for a time when either of you are allowed to come back for a show up in canada i only open for joel okay on to my dilemma For the past year and a bit, I've been doing what I would say is dating a guy who lives about seven hours away from me by car. Due to the pandemic, we aren't able to visit much. We don't have the time to make that drive frequently and flights are too expensive for either of us. Anyway, he and I text daily. We FaceTime every night. We both expressed our interest in dating. Happily, he also came to visit last weekend and I was able to see him. He spent the night at my place. We were able to spend the day together. I was beaming the whole time and I've returned to my menial life. We can both see this developing into something more serious. However, he says that he does not want to actually date until we are living closer. He lives in a very rural area of the country and my job is in the city. He used to live here, but he absolutely hated his life when he was here. He claims he does not want me to move there just for him, but I'm not sure what he wants out of me. As I was definitely not moved there, if not for him. When he visited, he expressed that he kind of missed the city, but I know that he is just reasoning himself into that because I'm here. But as I said, he hated his life while he was here. I'm not really sure what to do. Do I just keep going and hope that he decides we should do long distance? Do I selfishly encourage him to move to the city I'm in now where I I know he'd hate it? Or do I try to eventually move closer to him in the pursuit of possible love? I really like this guy, but I'm nervous about making the wrong move. Thank you in advance. I would happily let either of you sit on my face, preferably Joel. I'm not sure Mitra I would get anything out of that, but to each their own, she may be interested in sitting on the faces of disinterested gay men. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for giving, for giving, leaving that, leaving the ball in my court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it means so much. <laughs> um, okay. okay. Canada. Oh, Canada. Um, Canada Dry, uh, Vancouver. Um, uh, hockey. Kafuck. <laughs> to immediately, like, forget everything I've ever known about Canada in this moment is... <laughs> Justin Trudeau. Great. Sold. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. Okay. Okay. Um, this, mean, this is, is great. really hard. This is like, yeah. It's also this an amazing is... problem to have, I think. Just, just, what do you mean? I think it's like, because honestly, like the problem here is not that like you are confused about your feelings for each other. That is yeah. not in question. Mm-hmm. It is a purely a logistical question at this point, um, which is great because like that you can figure out like the feelings of it all. That is much more difficult to figure out in the long run. But this you can you can figure this out. We can figure this out together. Let's figure this out together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think like, you know, you live in the places you live for a reason. So, of course, like one of you will kind of be making Uh, We'll be compromising by coming to each other. So if he's the one saying, if he's currently saying like, I am missing the city, even if you know, like his life might've been bad in the city before, but with you in it, it might feel better. Like it might, and he might be in a different place in his life. Like you can't decide that you're the only reason why the city might feel better for him. He might be in a place where like, yes, like, of course you have something to do with it, but He's also older and like probably has like a better sense of self and might have a better time in a big city. Like it, big cities are hard, but when you have your community and you know yourself a little better and like he's moving with a 
with a partner or at least like, you know, that really does make a huge difference. So I think it will make that move a lot easier. I mean, that was like, you know, that was my situation moving to LA. Like I didn't move like specifically for wit, but certainly wit being here made it so much easier. And I, I, I had been putting off that move for a while and I wasn't like super sold on LA, but I was like, you know, that there are lots of things that are making this seem easier than it did a couple years ago. So, and you just have to believe him. If he's, if he expressed that he kind of missed the city, then like you, you, you cannot project onto him that it's just because of you. Okay. Like that, that, that's a reasonable sort of assumption to make probably. But at the same time, like you have to take it at face value. If he says he's missing the city, then accept that he's missing the city mm-hmm. and, and let him move there if he wants to. Yeah. And like, he doesn't have, he doesn't have to move in with you. Like that's a lot of pressure. And I think, you know, yeah, it's, you're not the only thing that exists in the city. Like you're not the only, like, it's not your job to make sure he has a good time in the city. It's your job to make sure that you make the most of your time together. If you do end up getting to live in the same city, which seems possible. So that's great. And it does seem like him moving there makes more sense. Like he's the one who has expressed interest in moving to the bigger city and you don't want to go where he's going and there's nothing there for you. So why go there? Like, and you know, maybe he tries a year in your city and and like it doesn't work, but you guys still want to be together and you go and try a year in his city or something like that. Or Or you go to a new city. Like there's just lots of options. It's not, the nice thing about this is like reading this email, it doesn't sound doomed to me. Like I feel like, When I first saw it, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And then I was reading and I was like, oh, you guys just like really care about each other and you'll figure out the location. And then, you know, it might not work. Like you guys might not actually vibe when you're in the same city, but you probably will. And it'll probably be great. And it won't be easy for him to move to a new city. And like you will, you, it's, it's on you to like help him adjust as his partner, but it's not solely your responsibility. And the nice thing is he's lived in this city before. So he probably knows people here yeah. or has places that he likes to go. Obviously didn't have a great experience there, but like, I'm sure there were things about it that were good. So you're not like, he's not starting at zero with you at being the only entry point into a huge city. So that's great. You got to jump. You just got to take the jump. You really do. Like, this is the thing. Like, it's so rare. It's so rare to connect with somebody. And like, I just don't think that you can let it go because of something as silly as distance. Like, yeah. continue to develop the relationship long distance for now. But like, if, if it gets to the, the sort of the, the watershed moment of where, of one of you, it, like, for it to continue, you need to be in the same city. Let him move there. If that's his decision, then like, let him do that. Um, yeah. Because this is so rare. And it's a scary feeling. Like, if he has a like, oh my God, if he has a bad time, is it all my fault? And it's like, he's an adult with agency. He's choosing to go to a place that he knows he didn't like before. But now there's like a huge contributing factor, you, that might make it more fun. So allow yourself to enjoy that experience, even though it is a big deal. Um, I hope it happens. I hope you guys get to be together. But if not, you'll figure it out or break up. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, you got like, even if you do break up, you got however much time you got out of it. And that is something to be thankful for. Yeah. And like, don't you want to just try before you give up on it? That's Please. Please. For Joel. <laughs> for me. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> but mostly for me. 
Joel, we have another email. Oh, boy. What are you going to do about it. it? I guess I'll read it. <laughs> Hi, Joel and Mitra. Recently, two of my friends, guy and girl, started dating, <laughs> but they haven't told anyone in our friend group. I found out by noticing that she was at his house all the time and that they were doing things like errands together and just generally being together more than regular friends. I asked them why it was a secret, and they told me it would be weird with another male member of our friend group. They did not elaborate, but asked me not to tell the other guy that they are a couple. My assumption is that the second guy also wants to date the girl and the couple, and I think it's super rude to hide their relationship from him and keep the third friend thinking he has a chance. My question is this. Should I confront the couple over this and try to convince them to tell our other friend? Or is it none of my business to get involved in any way? Should I tell the other guy? Thank you for any advice. I'm a 29-year-old cis gay male from California, and I use he, him pronouns. Joel, please sit on my face. Mitra, I'll try anything once. Wow, Mitra, <laughs> you're really... This is not This is not the week for you in sitting on faces. It's really not. It's a lot of people um, doing things that they're not comfortable with to make me happy. <laughs> And that's not something that I like. And that's not something that I encourage. <laughs> I appreciate the love and the loyalty. Um, but I will I will be passing it this time. <laughs> I think it's best for all parties involved if you I if think you it's do best. That. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I know my time will come. I know. I know this. There's gonna be someone who 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 picks me. <laughs> <laughs> Many, many people in the past have. I just think today it just it's it's sort of coming one after the other. Uh, I know. It's this really is an avalanche of projection for me. Yeah. <laughs> I should have spaced okay. these out. I should have spaced these out. No, no, okay, that's so okay. I needed to be taken down a peg by my dear co-host Joel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So So we've friend. got he's sort of a detective. Mm-hmm. Um he sort of a put Columbo. all the clues together. Have we Colum- done Columbo? We've done Columbo. I don't. Th- I don't think we have. Oh, okay. Wow. I just assumed we've done like Columbo or something like that. I mean, I was gonna say Jessica Fletch him. Um, Who? Jessica Fletcher from Murder oh. She Wrote. Oh, oh wow. Yes. This is our generational gap. Um, I mean, I've seen plenty of Murder She Wrote. I just don't remember the names of like any character if it's not right, the right, title right, right, of right, the right, show. Right. <laughs> Um, I only remember that. Remember it with Pretty Little Liars. I just watched five seasons and I only remember the names of the actors. Actors, yeah. <laughs> that is like my disease. I will yeah. never learn the name of a character, <laughs> um, except for Columbo, because that's the title of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one um, exception. Is if it's the title of the show or the movie, I will remember the character's name because I have to. <laughs> There's no time. Um, <laughs> I just I feel like because we just did Justin Trujillo, we can't do Columbo. I know. I don't, um, I don't want to do Ho again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too many hoes. Too many hoes in one episode. It's we're really pushing the boundaries of good taste. Um, so because <laughs> that's what that's paramount to us at this restaurant is of good pushing taste. Boundaries of good taste. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, you know, sort of Mr. Policeman. I gave you all the clues. The Snowman. Um, who are some other famous detectives? Um, um, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mariska Hargitay and um, Christopher Maloney. Yeah, Mariska Hargitay. Great. <laughs> yes, uh, do it. Done. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Mariska Hargitay. Is it hard to gay or hard to gay? 
Uh, let me look Wait. it up. Where is Mariska? Mariska. Hargate. Hargagay. Hargate. Hargagay. Hargagay. Okay. Hargagay. Okay. Good. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. We are so concerned. We are, this podcast is, no- is nothing if not accurate and fact-checked. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we say is completely factual. There is an amazing um, team of fact-checkers working around the clock to make sure what we say is true. <laughs> <laughs> and... We we give this one Pinocchio. Um, okay. So okay. here's the thing, dude. Listen, they didn't tell you because they wanted to tell you. They told you because you figured it out from being way too observant about their habits, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you stay out of it. I really do. I um, do because too. I, I get that you're in a, a, a precarious position here, but it's one that you sort of put yourself in by confronting them about this relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like um like a more like you're assuming that it's because the second guy wants to date the girl in the couple, but you don't know. Like it's not really a moral quandary. It's not like like someone cheating on somebody or it's like it's not super fucked up to start dating and not want people to know about it like especially within your own friend group because yeah that's stressful it's like what if it doesn't go well then like for me it's like if the millions of times i've dated within my friend group i've always wanted like i've in the beginning it's it, it is it's like what if this doesn't work out like i, I don't want everybody knowing about it and feeling awkward and like feeling like they can only invite one of us or something like that. Cause it might not work out, but it might, might be totally fine. Like if it doesn't work out, I don't want people to like project weirdness or something like that. Yeah. Or, it, it's the, it's the same reason people don't announce their pregnancies until like three months in, you know, you want to make sure it's going to stick. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think also like you don't like, this girl might also have like a weird experience with a second guy or something like yeah. that. Like you don't know what it is, or maybe they hooked up, whatever it is they're They haven't told you. So it's not your business. Like you don't know why they don't want people to know. It might be something like shitty. Like he was weird to her, or it might just be that they don't want to talk about it with him because he's fucking weird or whatever it is like, but he's not entitled to know. And neither are you. You just found out because of course you're a Mariska Hargagay and like you're an amazing detective and the show will never end. Um, but it's not like they're saying it would be weird. So take that at face value and like honor that because it's not going to reflect poorly on you. If you're like, yeah, they asked me not to say anything because they like, you don't have to say like, they asked me not to say anything. Cause they said you'd be fucking weird about it. You could just say, they asked me not to say anything because it was really early in the relationship and I wanted to respect their privacy as a friend. Like if for some reason it came back to you, which like, why would it? But it could. And like, I get that concern, but it's just not that big of a deal. They're starting to date and they ask you not to say anything. So leave them alone. Yeah. And also, who knows? Like, they might have just said that, you know, they might have just said that to get you off the ca- get you off the case, you know, to, it would be to sort of. Yeah. You know, they just might want to keep it private. Well, you just don't know. There's just, there's not enough information here for you to make an informed decision based on like morality. So I, I just think you leave it alone. Yeah. And also like, yeah, maybe, maybe the other guy has a crush on her. Then what? He like, what, then what is you telling do other than make him feel bad? Like, yeah, there's just not really like a good version of you spreading that information around where you come out of it and everyone is happy with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, yeah. I, I know you're a thirsty bitch who lives for drama. Like, I can tell from your email. Like, I can tell that. I can tell that about you. 
um, you're a 29 year old gay man who lives in California. We only move there because we live for drama. Um, but you celebrate. Yeah. I love, why do you think I moved to fucking California at 29? Cause I live <laughs> for fucking drama like this. But in but this I, case, I think you, you, you zip it. Because I, I just think like, yes, be thirsty bitch who loves drama, but also you're going to come out of that looking like a villain and like drama is more fun when, you win and you don't you won't win this yeah yeah you'll look like an asshole so (laughs) save 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 the drama for a situation where you can be the hero of the story (laughs) yeah i'm trying to think of what that looks like but um well it's like well it's like you know if somebody if if like the guy and the girl were like cheating with each other or something like that then you are kind of the hero of the story for like blowing that wide open or something like that like somebody else like benefits from you sharing it and they're like thank you so much with this it's like oh really they're dating like then the guy feels bad and then also the guy and the girl are mad at you like everybody's mad at you yeah and no and no one's probably really that mad at each other they're everyone's every there's a it's just an easy situation where like everybody can sort of triangulate their frustration at the situation on our caller yeah yeah i just see the group like the group having a really easy end to be like that's so fucked up and then the guy who's outside of the couple can sort of get an in with the couple by being like i'm sorry you told i didn't like i i didn't ask like i'm sorry you told me like isn't that so fucked up you did that and then they are a throuple and you're out (laughs) yeah you get kicked out out of the friend group you're out (laughs) no good no good no good good. goes unpunished no good deed <laughs> goes <Joel>. unpunished. <laughs> no act voice. of charity goes unrefreshed. <laughs> I can't remember the words. But a full, okay. but a full, a full chest voice, even with the gay cold. That's yeah. when you know he's a pro. Well, that's the thing about the, the gay cold is the gay cold doesn't affect your belt, um, and that's what, <laughs> that's that's what makes it gay. Um, canon. <laughs> yeah. It only affects a, a mix and mix and head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It leaves the belt intact, and that is why it is a sort of a merciful cold. Um, and what about the skrelt? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can still skrelt. I'll skrelt this into the break. <laughs> as long as the skrelt survives, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, shall we? Yeah. We we'll we'll go to break. Um, what should I scrout? Scrout us in the break. What what's what's a scrout? What's a song that we're scrouting happens? I'm trying to think. I mean, I think like there's plenty of scrouting at the end of Defying Gravity. There's also that. I mean, there's like um. Do you remember that song from uh, Brooklyn? I believe in miracles. Yeah. That song? <laughs> <laughs> That's all scrout at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to break. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Joel. (laughs) Let's get back into this. Um, So you read the last one. Um, I will read this email. Actually, Um, you read it. To be fair. Wait, really? Yeah, to be fair. Oh. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You read it. You read it. No, no, no. no. This (laughs) podcast is about justice. It is about parody. It is about equality. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see if I get, if I am allowed to sit on the face of this one. Okay. 
Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. I'm a guy who, after years of identifying as gay and exclusively dating men, has started to suspect I might actually be bi. Oh, <laughs> so uh, I might, I might just <laughs> looking good, looking good. <laughs> Yes, I realize this is the opposite of most people's trajectory. I can only say that I'm closer to a four or five on the Kinsey scale and may have misread some early crushes. My problem, apart from general embarrassment about the whole situation, is that my dynamic with my closest straight female friends is very physically affectionate and sometimes jokingly flirtatious. I want to talk about this with them, but I don't want them to feel like I've been coming on to them this whole time or like our mode of interacting has to change. There's uh, there's also been a haha, just kidding, unless energy to the flirting with one of them, which will probably make this revelation messier now that we're both single and apparently more compatible than we thought. How and when do I broach all this? Should I just keep quiet until I have more experience slash certainty about my interest in women? Is this just an extreme manifestation of hot back summer horniness? Any advice from you and your legions of bisexual listeners would be welcome. In the spirit of this discovery, I would love for both of you to sit on my face. Yes. At the same time. At the we same did a time even. We did a Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we did a Joel. We did a Joel. <laughs> can I say that? Can I say that someone literally in San Francisco over Pride? said that to me. And I was like, I cannot believe you are the first person since the, in since the inception of We Did It Joe. No one has said We Did It Joel to me really? until this, this moment. I know, it's crazy. I'm so sorry. You think I'd be hearing about it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to say it, but here we are. Um, so sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So we sort of have a surprise buy, mm -hmm. four or five on the Kinsey scale. Um, um, back summer, hot back summer horniness. Um, um, by, um, well, it, we, I know we've done this before, but this really would have been the bye bye flirty. Um, oh yeah. Isn't that so sad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really sad. We really I'm, shot our I'm, load on the wrong one. I'm, I'm mourning that. I'm mourning that in my because heart this, right now. This is, this is bye bye flirty. Yeah. Now more than ever, this is bye bye flirty. <sighs> Sad we have like literally two fucking ideas. If it's not mm -hmm. a musical, it's ho. And if it's not ho, yeah. it's a pronoun. And if it's not a pronoun, Chelsea comes up with the name. <laughs> <laughs> Trajectory, um, flight plan. Uh... Um, I don't know. Spectrum, spectrum internet. <laughs> I don't know anything good. <laughs> okay, so you know, sometimes Chelsea doesn't have the winners either. Um, <laughs> um okay. Um Revelation. Um oh, oh no, okay. I was thinking like home renovation, but like mm. oh renovation. <laughs> Rev revelation, that's what I was thinking. Um, um this is Kins fun. He scale. Great, done, whatever. Kins He scale. <laughs> <laughs> who fuck who fucking cares let's just do that <laughs> um okay so i think you know this is i think you know this is i i specifically am thinking about the friend that has the um just kidding and less energy that to me feels like the most pressing of all of it is that mm -hmm. sort of i don't know it, i mean i think with anything it's like there's always the thing of like, a, are we going to ruin the friendship or something like that? But then there's this added level of like, do I mean it? I like, I do think this is not the person to experiment with. Um, right. 
personally. I think I understand the temptation because there is like safety there in that being someone that like you really trust and know well. I do think like it has the potential to feel the messiest though. Um, Yeah. What do you think? That's my initial um, impulse hearing. I, I, I definitely agree there. I think you fuck around with randos for a little bit just to get your sea legs, just to get your, you know, just to get the lay of the land, if you will, the lay of that land, you know? And um, I think, you know what? I honestly think group text message. You drop <laughs> this bomb via group text message to all the ladies <laughs> and you say, hey, this is what's been going on in my life. I just want to let you know. And then you don't, you let them sort of be in the driver's seat in how this changes how you guys interact. Okay? Because, like, once they have the information, then they can decide if they still want to be, you know, touchy-touchy-feely-feely with you or if they're uncomfortable about it. Because also, like, I I have plenty of, like male friends that I have like a touchy touchy relationship with. I have plenty that I don't like that. It, it, I think it's really just like they clearly feel comfortable with you and like, you know, it just letting them sort of, yeah, let letting them have sort of drive the car the next time you hang and see what happens. And it's, I, I think it's going to be totally fine. Like no one's going to be like mad at you or feel deceived or something like that. No good friend, no good person is going to feel that way. Yeah. So I think um, also, I mean, a Marco Polo is an effective means of communication for that too. If you don't want to, if you want yes, to be a little less that. impersonal than group text, I feel like a video is always nice. Uh, if you don't want to talk about it in person, a Marco Polo is like a a cousin of that that might be nice. In terms of the like extreme manifestation of hot back summer horniness, I just don't think that's it. I think like you know, I don't, yeah, I don't really I'm, know a lot of people. We're all feeling that, babe, and it has not changed many people's sexual orientation. I will say, yeah, I, I, I don't really know. My, I know, I mean, I, but I do think it's like we're on the end of a, a like a year, or hopefully the end of a year and a half of like intense isolation and a lot of time to reflect and a lot of time with yourself. So it does make sense that you would have a big realization about yourself within that time, and also being horny probably like like at like pushing that forward a little bit where there's like more of a sense of urgency where it's like oh my god wow yeah i was thinking that i might be bi and then i'm around these people and i'm so horny but it's like i don't i don't yeah i don't really know anyone who's like not that i don't know anyone i do actually know people who have like come out during this time but like it's it's certainly not i'm so horny i'm bi (laughs) it's I'm bi and also I'm horny. <laughs> and let's be real here. You are downgrading yourself from a six to a five or a four. Okay. This is not like a monumental shift. Like it, you, you still, you're still into dick. Okay. And I, I don't think that this is going to shock your, to their core. Um, I don't think it's going to fundamentally change anything for you um, when you reveal this. But I, I do think that it, it, I think you just pull the trigger you get it out there. You get the information out there, and then you let them decide. Yeah, totally. Because they're going to start a group chat, chat about it without you on it. They're going to discuss amongst <laughs> themselves, and that might feel uncomfortable and shitty for you. But listen, that's just how women process information is on private group ch- chats. Okay. <laughs> well, it's private group chats, and then every single version of that group chat missing one person. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which is a beautiful thing. It is it's gorgeous. <laughs> because every every offshoot, if it starts with six, every the f- five is different. Every iteration of five is different. Every iteration of four is different. They all uh, exist for a different goal. 
Exactly. And they're <laughs> all beautiful. And they're all beautiful. Every shape and size of group chat is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I really I understand why this would feel overwhelming, but I really think if it will be OK and yeah. your friends will tell you what they're comfortable with, which will probably be the same stuff they were comfortable with before. But talk to them, listen to them, make them listen to you and tread with caution with your friend that you're hooking up with, because in any situation you're hooking up with a friend and that yep. is messy. Um, always, 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 always can be messy, but can be the best also. So, you know. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. And we have one more email. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I oh. believe, I believe, and my, I have a strong sense of justice about this. I believe it's your turn to read it. That's not true. <laughs> 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 I literally what? just read the last no! one. <laughs> so what about my strong sense of justice? I'm okay. sorry. It sounds like your moral compass is um, backwards, babe. <laughs> Okay. All right. Here we go. Hey, y'all. Joel, Mitra, Mitra, Joel. All right. So here it is. It's a long one, but I really need some help. I had a best friend in high school whose family I was close with. When she left for college, she had a terrible time, dropped out, moved back in with her parents. It was extremely hard on her, and her mother reached out to me when she moved home. My school was close by, so we spent a lot of time together. Over the years, we began to hang out less frequently, partly because we were growing up, but also because she was so depressed that she withdrew. We reconnected at when I graduated. I went to family events with her and became good friends with her older sister. I even moved into their parents' basement for several months, free of charge, while I was between apartments and prepping to move across the country. My friend and I became housemates and spent more time together again. There were some strain due to her continued isolation and depression, but I love and care deeply for her. I was her support. I felt a lot of guilt as I was preparing to move to a new city because it felt like I was abandoning her. In the first few months after I moved, we checked in regularly and I saw the family when I went home for holidays. My life got busier over the next two years and communication grew far less frequent. Last year with COVID, I basically got off social media, haven't spoken to their family nearly at all, and haven't been home seeing family in a year and a half. I'm now in my late 20s and about to move across the country again in a few weeks, this time for graduate school. I'll be driving through my hometown to see my own family on the way to the other coast. I feel an intense amount of guilt that I lost connection with this family who has done so much for me and with a friend who is so generous with her life. I have no idea where she's at, what she's doing. If the past year of COVID completely changed her, I don't know anything about her anymore. I feel like a piece of shit. I just realized that they sent me texts on my birthday last year, but I didn't text them on their birthdays. I literally just got a text from her mother checking in and saying hello. If I gave into my shame, I'd simply never speak to them and cut off all ties because that's easier than acknowledging how bad I feel. My own anxiety makes me avoidant, and this feels insurmountable. Should I dig a hole and jump into it? Do I text her mom back? Do I text my friend and say, hey, I'm moving again and coming home, want to hang out? I don't know what to say to her. Do I block all their numbers and never talk to the family again? Do I write this wrong, or do I just accept that sometimes people grow apart? Please help. I'm a bisexual woman, and I'm going to crawl out of my skin because of the shame I feel. Hmm. Okay. So going back home, it's, it's a classic sort of sweet home, Alabama. Um, yeah. um, um shame spiral. Uh, um, she, <laughs> you know, um, um, <laughs> one of my friends, um, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, Home again, home again, piggity pig. You know that? What's that nursery no. rhyme? I don't. <laughs> what, if, what if, like, your family had their own little thing that, like, 
doesn't exist anywhere else. <laughs> oh, okay. It's home again, home again, jiggity jig. Biggity because. Big. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has to be that. Home again, home again, home again, jiggity jig. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, home again, home I, again, piggity pig. Okay. I think, um, I think, I think this is way to... less, comp- this is way less complicated than they're making it out to be. I think see them. I think they're like, or at least reach out to see them if you want to. Like they're people who are meaningful to you and like you love and you don't have to talk to them every day, but I think it'd be really nice to go and catch up and it'll probably feel great. What yeah. And, and, I absolutely agree. I have a relationship like this in my own life with one of my best friends from high school who, uh, again, like their family took me in. I lived with them in, for part of high school. And like, I don't talk to them nearly as much as I should. But here's the thing with families like that, and especially moms like that, like, it's not that they don't give a shit, but they like, I think are really understanding, of especially like how our lives go. And I think like, um, are very forgiving when I don't return the text messages or calls right away. Um, so I think, like, give yourself a break a little bit, text them back, put away the shame. Um, like, uh, it's just, like, COVID fucked us all up a little bit, okay? And so, like, I think that there's a lot of grace to be given to yourself, and I'm sure that they're willing to give you a little bit of grace. Like, yeah. do not, like, I, I think you're you're almost circling back around and making it a little bit too much about yourself. Yes, honestly. I think they're, just, they're probably not thinking about, it's not like they're sitting there, staring at their phone 24 hours a day waiting for the text to come. But I bet if you just got a text from her mom, you should call her like right now. You know what I mean? Like it'll just make her really happy, I bet, yeah. to hear from you. And and it's not that big. You know, it's just not that. Of course, like we all I feel like, you know, I never feel like I'm I'm checking in with people enough or like calling family enough or like catching up with friends enough. But you like better late than never, because it it does feel a lot worse to just like erase somebody from your life because you feel bad that that you feel like they they might not like you anymore or something like that it's like give them the opportunity to tell you that they hate you now (laughs) yeah don't assume relationships like this can withstand distance and and time off and silence i really do think like i think like you are a little bit connected to this person for life and um I think like once you sort of reopen lines of communication, um, you know, you've reestablished, like, you know, things will change. Like the rhythm of the friendship has probably, is probably definitely changed forever. You you don't live in the same town anymore, but like, I think like there, there will always be that connection. And I think like all it takes is for you to reach out. Like, yes. Unless you don't want to, here's the thing. Like if you really are done with this relationship and this family, that's also fine. That's really okay. Um, like, if you're, if the only reason you are reaching out to them is out of guilt, then that's something you need to examine because like it is totally, there are people, my friend, my friend's parents helped buy me a car for graduation. I have not spoken to them in like years and years and years. And that's like, fine. Like I saw her once she came to a show and like we, we spoke very briefly and it, like she's f- happy and living her own life and it's fine. And it's like that shit happens even with people that you're close to. Um, and like you, you don't have to feel guilty about it if you've just moved on. Like I, I don't necessarily think that's not what I'm getting from this email. No, it seems but like if this th- person really wants to see them, but feels like the, the 
that too much time has passed. And it's yeah. definitely, I just think like with, especially with childhood friends, it's like, I've, I have friends from childhood that I see maybe once a year when I'm in town, maybe. And that's like kind of the only time we talk other than a few texts here and there. And I still think of them as like some of my closest friends because like w- you get together and it's just this like very warm, safe, like it's a feeling that is unlike any other friendship because they know you from through through so many different phases of your life. So I think it will probably work out great. So you should just reach out and get over yourself. (laughs) Yeah. That most importantly, get the fuck over yourself. You think you're such hot shit because you're going to grad school? Well, guess what? You're nothing. You're nothing without a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it'll be great. And you know what? If you reach out and they don't respond, then that's fine. Just hang out with your family and that'll be great too, probably. And then you'll be mad at your family and then you'll move to your new place. <laughs> um, well, great. Um, that's Joel. That's a that's whole episode. The pod. That's, that's a, a whole, whole episode, episode of, our, of our podcast. We did, we did it. Together. We did it. We did it, Joe. Oh. Joe Oh. It's again, I can't, I cannot believe that it's months, months and months and months away when we get to record together again in the studio. I know. The energy. The energy will... You, you know what's... I can't wait for us to have horrible, horrible chemistry in person. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. It's going to be the best day ever. <laughs> it really will. It really, really will. Um, um, well, uh Rate and review us five stars on iTunes, please, 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 or else. Um, call 323-334-0371 or email urgentcarepod at gmail.com if you want a piece of this pie. And thank you. Listen, listen, listen. Thank you, Chelsea. Mm. Thank you, Ryan, RIP. Thank you, July. Thank you, everyone at Your Wolf. And mm. especially, thank you, Mitra. Thank you, Joel. I'll say really? it. Really? I'm brave, I'm brave enough to say it. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> People are not out on these streets saying thank you, Joel, enough for all of I'm that here I to do. start the revolution. I am so thankful for you. I'm the new year. I'm the new year. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>